Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Mobile Podcast. And today we are going to continue the trend that you set up in the last episode to keep smart. Keep podcast. smart. <laughs> no goofing around. No more toilet advisories from us and doing shitty stuff. Today we're going to concentrate about various Continue. <laughs> uh, we will concentrate on various topics from uh, user acquisition, from uh, app marketing, from analytics. So we're gonna have a. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, so we're gonna have a bunch of uh, things to discuss. All right. So uh, it's not gonna be just uh, throwing away topics and. Uh, talk about them. Uh, by the way, Alexandra is here with me. Yes. <laughs> you haven't spoken anything since like I, I was recording for like uh, 15 seconds and you're not, uh, but, you, but you're yeah, here, Yeah, I'm right? just listening because uh, I'm not expecting anything. So I'm not <laughs> okay, that's great. That's great. Uh, okay, so um, the, the idea is that we have topics and we have a tier list. And the tier list is just behind our backs. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot see that, but there is a tier list on our left-hand side. So once you, uh, some, some of the people you might not, might not know, the tier list is, uh, uh, it's a classification of uh, things uh, with, uh, to put it simple, uh, with a grade, right? So usually at home, usually at school, you have uh, grades from one to five, for example, in Europe or in the United States from F to A. Uh, we will use the grading system from F, which will be the worst, to S, which will be the star. Super. Super star. Yeah, I wrote, wrote a star. Yeah. I, I draw a star there. I, I, and, and also, also I draw a dick nope. in the F. <laughs> so, uh, we, okay, so you know, right, you know that we have, uh, um, we have the board uh, behind your back. So, also what we have is a bunch of papers, right? Yes. Uh, so, we have a bunch of papers covered. We don't know... Um, well, Alexandra doesn't know. Uh, I know what's under each of these sheets of paper. Um, but under each sheet of paper, uh, there is a topic that I would like to discuss with you. Oh. And uh, once we discuss the topic, we will decide to which tier it's going to go. Either F or up to S, right? Nice. So, right. Nice. I like the idea. Okay. Um, Should I pick the first one? Yeah, you can pick the first one. The most crazy shape. <laughs> <laughs> oh right. no! I chose the worst one. <laughs> no, 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 this this is actually the easiest one. We have scan I, four. I didn't um, want to start with this one. Okay, so um, um, scan four. We're gonna decide just in a moment to which tier it's gonna drop in. But uh, what I would like to discuss with you is uh, your opinion generally on the scan for. I have 
some things noted here just to, you know, uh, give some numbers and stuff like that. But first of all, your first impressions about Scan4 uh, and your first impressions, where should it go? Um, I would say that it's hard to explain. It's hard to explain about Scan4. And at the same time, when I was more digging in, for people who everyday work with it, it's helpful. And it's that I can get more data about iOS and iOS campaigns. But it's still like hard and so it's going scan five. <laughs> so it's super important and and also it's hard at the beginning to guess what is on other others' paper. Yeah, yeah, so, but you know, it's just one right now, scan four. Um so uh you know which cheer you would choose for that? Mm. The dick one or the star one? I guess it's not the star. <laughs> because still it's missing something all okay. the time. But I would go with B. Okay. What about... Uh, okay, so uh, B... You have some concerns of, about scan, right? Yes, because still it's like, for example, it's hard to understand it and you have to spend time that you will use it in everyday life. Agree. And also it's not giving you full perspective of your campaigns. Yes. So it's helpful, but at the same time, we have still the barrier to understand the users. So it's not the worst one, but... Well, yeah, uh, I have a question for you. Um, just going to open up my notes. notes. I know. <laughs> um, guess what percentage of MMP postbacks are scanned for compatible right now? I the data is quite up to date. It's 2022. I think it's just a little. Uh, shoot. Percentage. Percent? Uh, I don't know. 20%? It's 1%! No way! It's 1%. So scan oh. for the thing that is living inside our user acquisition lives for quite a long time. We know that for at least a year. It's, it's currently more. adopted by 1% of prospects. For scan 2, 3, it's more about more than 20%. For scan 2, it's about 50%. But what Apple is great about updating iOSs and giving the adoption rate for the new iOS version, they're not perfect in terms of adoption for Scan4. It's just roughly about 0.2 percentage points uh, per year. So right now per year. So it's not even growing rapidly. Uh, that's very concerning, despite the fact that the idea behind Scan is really great. I mean, yeah, obviously the User privacy is a concern, and scan is a solution that actually tackles the problem. Um, the thing that is not quite right with scan is that it's so nope. fucking complicated, nobody knows how to uh, set up a proper scan conversion uh, matching with, with, with the MMP. Uh, so I had a couple of... Um, situations with different apps um, 
concerning scan. Uh, they use uh, MMPs, and in that case was Fslayer. So Fslayer has a conversion studio that basically makes the whole scan idea quite nice and easy to interpret. But you need to spend some time on setting up the conversions uh, properly, including the uh, conversions you receive on uh, on the first uh, window after install and up to 30 days uh, post-install events with fine and course events. Um, so nobody knows what is scan. Nobody knows what is a scan conversion studio. Nobody knows the heck why we need it because there's also app tracking transparency and uh, other stuff that's also privacy-centric. So uh, I will give it an D. Because it's still, I, I get the idea. It's it's nice that there are some initiatives that will make uh, uh, people's lives more private in terms of targeted ads and stuff like that. But the implementation of that and the uh, no sharing of the knowledge is 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 just awful. Um, okay, so we are switching. Yeah, I didn't know that the numbers are so bad. So what's you? Uh, you're also agreeing with D? Yeah. Okay, let's take it to D. Yeah. We'll send you a picture of our board, which is will be and final. Article on what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was spending a lot of time writing it and <laughs> yes, read it, please. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, next one. Next one. Oh no! <laughs> It's scan five. <laughs> they have um, all numbers. Okay. Nice, nice pick, Alexandra. <laughs> yeah, I'm good at it. <laughs> okay, okay, so let's keep it and then we just put yeah. to the last yeah, one. Yeah, let's do it like uh, probably E because we, yeah. we still even like know what's going on with the scan five. Uh, perfect. Yeah, scan five was announced on WWDC 2023 in May. Uh, but uh, yeah, if the scan four is one percent, then scan five is minus hundred percent right now. Let it be. Next one. Maybe it will be easy. But uh, just to um, yes. <laughs> just to let you know, scan five will have slight changes in terms of um, measurements because re-engagements are coming to scan. Before scan five, you could only uh, measure the installs. Right, yeah, so new users, uh, scan files will also uh, make our lives easier in terms of analyzing the things about re-engagement, which is a good stuff, but it will be nope. so fucking complicated, nobody will know, will not know how to set up in the any type of conversion studios. Um, right, next one is... User acquisition managers. Yeah, user acquisition managers, specialists, uh, what's your thought about that? I think they're superstars. <laughs> Why? What's your what's your current position at Daybooster? I use it because it's special. All right, yeah. So I will. So not you're like... saying that your job is important? Yeah, it's true. It's like giving me a way that I can travel and earn some money. So yeah, it's important. <laughs> money and travel, yeah, user yeah. acquisition specialists and managers, exactly. or any kind of uh, you know internships, and you're looking forward towards um, app marketing. You will know that you will have money and travel. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I, I can highly recommend to everyone. <laughs> it's really cool job and giving you a lot of 
way to develop yourself in analytic creative part so um yeah so i i've made this uh card uh because we also to make had, me happy <laughs> you made yeah made you happy uh but also we had a nice discussion in our previous episode about the role of user acquisition specialists and managers so this is also a manifest to uh stress it out that uh, i think that the the mm, the the plane of our expertise and the things that we know is super crucial for quite a big market right now uh generating revenues and with apps and games all around the world so our knowledge is really great to just uh make your businesses happy so considering that you are a user acquisition specialist i am the user acquisition specialist where the card will go Mm, is it an s tier i hope so yes (laughs) i mean i can what's your opinion about that okay somehow (laughs) (laughs) yeah she just put it in the s tier right to all user acquisition managers shout out to all the user shout out to the user acquisition managers and specialists all around the world you found the nations you are there yeah the next one the next one um App analytics. Did yes. I spell it right? The analytics. Yeah, it's yes. okay. Okay, so uh, considering an app, app analytics, uh, we know that is really crucial for any kind of user acquisition things that we do or app optimization. Um, so you worked with uh, a lot of co- data, a lot of data, a lot of apps. So, a what's your platforms. opinion about app analytics? about what are the good outcomes of having this thing in our life and what are the things that we should be careful about or that are not still there yet? Mm, I think we already talked about this in previous episodes that uh, without analytics, we are not user acquisition specialists because based on analytics, we are just making... drunk people. Yeah, we are just drunk people. Based on analytics, we are making decisions. So that's like part of it okay well what about um situations where you have an app and from the business side nobody ever heard about mmps firebase or ga4 and you're looking completely on the blind spot of the app with I'm scared when I'm here. This one, I'm like, amen. (laughs) Let's start from the beginning. (laughs) Okay, so we know... Yeah, it's important. It's important to know where you're spending money, where your users are coming from, how to get them, what they are doing in your app. It's super crucial to understand it. And without it, we are losing money. We are losing time. Yeah, uh, we don't encourage to run campaigns without app analytics, right? But uh, going into the stage when we have to grade app analytics, you know, the S tier is something that is actually really awesome. It's really easy. and It's not easy. Uh, it's not. It's easy in terms of 
putting that because we know that it's actually superb, right? But um, with app analytics, I have some hesitation to going in really high in the tier list because we have many issues with, um, I would say issues, it's just, I don't know, lack of knowledge or- Tracking the data? Or, or, or yeah, not understanding the data and understanding the role of the data that makes the app analytics thing a nice, nice thing. But on the other side, it's really hard for convincing and uh, it's really hard convincing and, and doing that stuff for the apps. Uh, she would agree on that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's super hot. Here it's right super now. easy today with uh, baking grades. Okay, so um, I would say app analytics is somewhere in between A or B. Yeah, let's put in the borders. Okay, let's put it between A or B. Like <laughs> And Alexandra is picking up the next piece of paper. Add from. I am choosing like hard ones. <laughs> there are only hard ones. There are no really? Easy ones. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Okay, so add frauds. Um, we had in one episode news about ad frauds. Yes, which I missed the number completely wrong, but I have some numbers. And so, uh, as a payback, you have to guess right now the numbers and what we'll ask you for. So, um, I have uh, the percentage of installs for iOS and for iOS and for Android, okay, which are uh, treated as fraud. So, guess the number of what the percentage of installs are actually fraudulent for Android and for iOS. For Android, 60%? 60? 60. Okay, and for iOS? Mm, I don't know more. Uh, Do you want to make a call to your friends? <laughs> no, I think make, my you, friends you, will not you help add, me. You may, you I will call to Mati. <laughs> you uh, can ask the audience. <laughs> you can take the 50-50. Pringles. <laughs> Cheese and onion. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, iOS. Okay, let's say 40 less. Okay, so it's 7% for iOS. 7% only? And 12% for Android. That's good. Yes. That's good. I thought but it you missed the number, the same you know magnitude as I did with the uh, yeah. amount of money that we lost lose oh for uh, Alfreds. You can check that in our previous episodes. I don't know which number it was, but uh, we definitely talked about Alfreds. Um, oh my God! It's so good numbers. I didn't expect that. Like, it's it's good news. You imagine right now that with sixty percent of Alfreds, you go to a client and you say. Dear client, your CPI is uh, $3 for the last week and you get 300 installs. But guess what? Due to ad fraud, yeah, it's actually it's 150 and the CPI is $6. That would make sense. 
Yeah, that would make sense. But still, it's like it's not all about the installs. Like you can get a lot of installs, but nothing out. Nothing out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like so, uh, what do you think about options to prevent ad frauds? What are the options here? What would you know? Because if if we will think about ad frauds, we we'll, it will definitely go to F dick field, but we have some protection. <laughs> dick protection. <laughs> <laughs> that Please. came unexpected. <laughs> Where should we put it? Where should we put it? <laughs> okay, let's okay. put C. Yeah, I would agree with C because uh, it's not the most important, but. Uh, yeah, we lose money throughout frauds, but we have some protection. Uh, so C is is okay. Okay, okay, lots of okay. Next piece of In the middle paper. One. Generative AI. Okay, so Alexandra, expanding this very popular thing on LinkedIn, where everyone talks about. AI, nobody knows shit about that thing. But did you hear about what Elon Musk is trying to do with the chip in the people? That's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I've heard about that. Yeah, but he is an idiot. So, so yeah. Well, it's he's a genius, but at the same time, he's an idiot, right? So, uh, the, yeah, it's like he, you are losing control of of the world. You are living in your new life. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, is um, uh, well. I, I appreciate his contribution to space exploration and stuff like that. But considering what he down to Twitter, for example, that's not yeah, it, yeah, it's and, crazy. <laughs> and Tesla's, you know, uh, te Tesla truck, it's still not here. Tesla Roadster, it's it's still not here. It's all about you know getting, generating bus. But you know, yeah. Uh, but going to the topic, generative AI. Uh, so this is the piece of uh, thing or mind that is constantly uh, repeated by news and uh, LinkedIn posts. But considering our case, so user acquisition case, I must say that generative AI is a last missing puzzle for perfect A-B testing. Why? Because previously, if you want to A-B test something, right? So uh, we have A-B tests everywhere. We have A-B tests on creatives. We have A-B tests on comparing ad networks, for example, through incrementality uh, feature on Apps Flyer. Uh, we have uh, A-B testing of uh, descriptions and apps, or so we have A/B testing everywhere, right? And to make the content for A and B or C or D testing, that required a lot of resources. So you have to contact the marketing team or the, the, the designers team to create alternative versions of um, of the things that we'd like to test. But generative AI basically that makes you uh, the same thing without paying extra for the work of people that are sitting for uh, designing and, and copywriting things. 
and makes you A-B testing very simple and, and clear, which will allow more A-B testing and that will contribute to a better um, results. Yeah, what do you true. think? Yeah, I agree, but I would just add that in everything what AI is producing, I still will add some human touch. Like, even when it's creating a lot of like good creatives, short description, it's still something missing. It's maybe it's coming in the upcoming new version of artificial intelligence, but yeah, it's it's easier to make the test, but still missing something. And it's giving also like us human good point <laughs> that still we are needed to to fix it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so I wouldn't give it an S, but I think A, it's a yeah, good place for in it. the border. Yep. Sorry, app analytics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I generally... Think at some point, if we gave a lot of data... Oh, yeah, we can make the generative AI more... And it will give us a lot of issues. Yep. It will give us a lot of um, ideas. Yep. Okay. So next one. Next one. We have so many. Oh. Android privacy sandbox. Uh, this is just all about the privacy. <laughs> like, because it's the, one of the most important topics right now. Cute. Okay, so Android privacy sandbox is a latecomer to scan, of course, for Android version. Uh, so Android privacy sandbox that, uh, wants to get rid of uh, Google advertising ID, the same that uh, Apple did with the uh, ID for advertisers. Um, so Android privacy sandbox will come in 2024. That's for sure, right? So in, in 2024, we'll so get, get rid of um, GAAE, G-A-I-D. Um, that makes a lot of questions, a lot of things to be concerned, but uh, let's take, for example, uh, Google Ads, the, the basics of user acquisition. Uh, Google Ads campaign right now offers you what? A lot. A Actually, lot. a lot. Like... You surprised me. <laughs> okay, let's hear your, your, your opinion. Uh, like based on uh, choosing how you want to run your campaign, it's giving you a lot and it's the easiest way to start. Okay. Let's say if you don't have like crypto or some kind of financial app <laughs> and you don't need to contact with Google support, uh, it's giving you option to start really fast with low budget at the beginning. And you can like with low budget start with Rust campaign it's not recommended, but you can do it. Okay. So yeah, based on this one, that's yeah, that's what I think it contributes to Android Privacy Sandbox because previously, when you could open um, a Google campaign for apps, which was called Universal App Campaigns, or previously whatever AdMob campaign you could run for Google Ads, you had tons of information. You mm -hmm. could make precise targeting. You could make um, pick even apps in Google Ads in which you would like to uh, be live with the campaign compared to your results. Of course, the apps will uh, 
that, that will be uh, anonymous, but still we have lots of control of data. But moving on, years and years of uh, Google Apps campaigns, now we are in the moment where the actual things that you can configure through your Google Ads campaigns are the app you want to promote, the thing you want to optimize on, and the budget. That's it. And that actually also is a thing that is contributing towards uh, Google Privacy Sandbox because the less we know for the advertiser side, the the more is contributed towards user privacy. So what I think is this is a really good move, especially where uh, Android will have a separate API for re-engagement campaigns. Oh, cool. It will be called Fledge, and Fledge will be uh, responsible for getting all the information you want to have for re-engagement campaign but still keeping the privacy of the user. So uh, this is something that will be head in hand with the Scan5. So I hope that Android Privacy Sandbox as a new product will at least have the same minimum amount of things that Apple have discovered for the couple of years since mm -hmm. the very beginning of Scan. But in overall, I think this is a great thing. We still don't know what will be the adoption, <laughs> but considering that Android is a Google company, and Google is relying all about uh, it's relying all on uh, uh, advertising. They won't suck at it, so I would give it an A. You could agree or disagree. This is how it goes. Yeah, because like. We still don't know how it's going to be. So yeah, next year we'll have uh, yeah, but the tier let's, list might let's be a make recurring episode thing. about it <laughs> next time. And I would like still put it like on the border between A and B. Okay. Because we still don't know what's going to be. Fine. And let's, we need let's, more let's make it like next to the app analytics on the border. Ah, I should uh, Alexandra, <laughs> pick the next piece of paper. Piece of paper. Drop in ad spending. Drop in ad spending. Okay, so I have notes here. Some data. Um, yeah, so according to App Supplier, we have a decline of 50% in 15% in ad spending. Uh, between 2021 and 2023. So mm -hmm. that includes a little bit about uh, the COVID period, but you know, 2023, no COVID, whatever that was. Um, but in 2023, the forecast predicts a 20% surge in that spending by 2025. So right now, we are in the middle of fucked up things with mm -hmm. the ad spending uh so uh yeah what what's what's your opinion about that yeah i totally agree and in every webinar or article that i'm reading everyone is thinking about how to spend in a smart way so that's kind of like user acquisition specialist is doing how to sm spend smart in on which ad network so yeah, I totally agree. Like a few years ago, 
I have feelings that people were spending the budget like wherever. Like yeah, let's go for crazy. it, bitches. Nope. Yeah, like they were spending crazy, and some of them didn't even like check what was the result of it. So yeah, we are living now in a hard economic situation for some years. But it's always an economic like that. That's like some kind of drops, and ups. ups yeah. So I'm waiting for the ups moment. <laughs> so yeah. So I think it's a it's a good thing. So it learns us to spend the money wisely, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, every dollar is important. Every second of spending the dollar is important. So I would give it an. Yes. Yes. I totally agree. Yes, let's agree on that. S tier for dropping ad spends because it actually makes our life happier. And those are little stars. Little stars. Yeah, there's there's a big star and uh, you know satellite stars or other stars. Other galaxies. Like watching the stars. Yeah, so many. (laughs) And stars are dying. How about uh, so amazing watching little dicks? No, no. <laughs> I'm not amazed of that. Okay, let's go to another one. In the middle. Oh! ATT adoption! Ladies and gentlemen. Alright, so before we dig into this topic, I remember yeah, the data. first moment when ATT dropped. That was iOS 14.5. I remember mm-hmm. this. Every time everyone asks, I remember that very well. But mm-hmm. ATT was an intrusive comment, right? So mm-hmm. at the very beginning, it was like, oh, we, you, you know, this app tracks you with the other apps and you have the, uh, you can all just disagree on that or you can agree with that. So basically, when someone sees such offensive uh, information about the data security or data privacy, everyone just basically declined, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that was the beginning, and I couldn't catch the numbers of the opt-ins of ADT at the very beginning because probably nobody published it because it was like something like zero. Um, so, but yeah, when I was fourteen was three years ago, and are you allowing or no? No. No. Obviously, no. I have no apps, minimum permissions in terms of uh, uh, tracking and stuff like that. But I'm uh, 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 I'm a different person. (laughs) I'm a different person. Okay. So, um, guess uh, let's let's go into gaming territory. Uh, Guess what's the highest adoption rate for uh, ATT. Uh, don't, you don't have to guess the category itself, but I will give you after that, but guess the num- percentage of ATT adoption in 2023. Oh. <laughs> Remember you missed. Yeah, I, missed. <laughs> I, I will miss again. Um, did you have this this number after game come or? <laughs> Uh, it's it wasn't on the latest game camp I think, but it was in the latest singular um, oh. report. 
singular <laughs> okay okay um okay uh so we read the same things but uh 44 is the latest adoption of akb so it, it's in the hyper casual category mm -hmm. right so uh the category that everyone looks at the performance the spending the revenues and stuff like that so it's a quite a good example of what would be the perspective of akt in the future but uh why we have scan right so mm -hmm. why do we need ADT? why do we need idfa if we have scan if we lose completely track of uh user identification uh on ios or android even with the previous sandbox so do we need it it's actually worth spending time on making people Accepting the ATT? Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm doing the same. Like, I'm not allowing people. Uh, no, I'm not allowing people. I'm not allowing <laughs> iOS. I'm not allowing people. <laughs> but I think it's it's not. In, in some edition, they will stop it. Yeah, I agree with that. So it's and also uh, for me it was funny when they wrote that. Oh, you can write in this uh, text uh, some small yeah. uh, call yeah. to users that make them. No one is reading. Yeah, no one's reading. Everyone. No. All right. So F. F. Finally. Yes, we have I something. Will make you happy. We don't give a fuck about ATT adoption. Okay. Next one. Next one. Shoot. The closer. Targeting, Targeting in campaigns. campaigns. Oh, oh yeah. I we talked about it. a little bit with Google Ads. So uh, uh, I will give like uh, preliminary things to discuss here. So uh, before uh, the Second World War, we could target everyone, right? So we could uh, select different audiences, select lookalike profiles. Like absolutely everything. So uh, yeah, but it's kind of like crazy that you are targeting people. Like for example, we had so many cases that you are targeting people who are like fifty plus yeah. years old with some disease, and I'm like, gosh, like yeah, <laughs> think about this. Like you are targeting people with by up. Like yeah. how how up if should you know an if you have diarrhea. You can reach out to the app that will make it not explosive. Um, so targeting campaigns uh, is a thing that uh, was very extensive when, before the GDPR came, uh, before uh, all the restrictions with the Android and iOS platform. So um, for user acquisition specialists, like for example, in let's say 2016 or even 2015, it was a whole lot of combination of selecting Choosing. different okay. target groups, different audiences, and trying to find out what's going on. So, but yeah, we said about Google that right now it's like 
one, two, three, four, five, click, and you're ready with the campaign. But it's a different thing right now. So Google and Apple is actually right now knowing that we are getting rid of, of uh, the user uh, level data. So mm -hmm. we are not touching users, right? So they are switching their uh, campaign mechanism into something else, which would be, let's talk about AI, machine learning. So they are producing a model that will make your campaign more effective, but you're not knowing what's behind. Yeah, it's true. And what's for me the most excited, like you're guessing like what's your the best target. And sometimes you are creating, oh, this person who likes this one is in age like that one. But actually, it's not the person you're targeting. And your real user yeah. can be completely different one. And based on machine learning and that we can make campaign to people based on what they are searching and doing on smartphones. And that's way smarter. So when I'm receiving like, oh, I want targeting this and that one, I'm like, okay, you are already closing the way how you can get the quality users. Yeah. So um, what you're saying is absolutely true. So um, we're still, for example, in Poland, it's uh, quite a difficult thing to uh, switch the mindset of user acquisition campaigns. So I agree that some uh, brands or some advertisers, they want to be advertised in a premium inventory. I, I agree with that. I, I understand you have to be very uh, secure about your brand, where it's advertising and stuff like that. But in terms of user acquisition campaigns, it, you, you cannot rely on your marketing target groups. So, for example, if you are a bank and you know that your target audience is, for example, from the marketing uh, researchers, uh, 22 plus, uh, living in, uh, in, in uh, dense cities, uh, with higher education and using only financial and utilities and banking apps on smartphone? No, that's not correct. Your target audience is playing games and you have to be really uh, in pair with it and you have to understand that everyone is playing games and games is not a bad inventory. Mm -hmm. You don't you're not your brand is not suffering of being in a game environment because all the other brands are there yeah it's sometimes funny when you are really like oh my client is like looking for really good inventory looking for the best app it's the best app is not meaning that you get the best user it's Absolutely. like you have to try it to understand it like come yeah. on you for never all, expect all, all the advertisers in the world we can choose only three most important, most serious without games apps, and your CPI will be six hundred dollars. I can guarantee you that, because it, all the traffic that actually matters and it's cheap and it's valuable and it's a very high quality user comes from games. Surprise, surprise. 
All right, so targeting in campaigns, that is something that we'll be forgetting. Yeah, actually. Yeah, it's in something many countries, when yeah, it's, it's, it's buried, it's, it's dying, it's, it's not working. In Poland, it's working well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, F, dick place. Yes! We have another piece of paper for F. All right, four papers to go. Threads. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah, it's it's such a different territory. What do you mean by that? Okay, so uh, you know the situation with Twitter, right? You know the yeah. Now new... it's X. Now it's X. So Meta, Mark Zuckerberg, they will fight with each other. They've created an app that will possibly take some users from Twitter, mm -hmm. and they've incorporated. Threads as their new app in the Meta lineup. So right now you have Facebook, you have Instagram, uh, WhatsApp, and you have Threads. Okay. Threads is uh, that's interesting. Threads is an app that mm, basically mimics Twitter. So mm -hmm. all the creators, all the people from Twitter, are able to create an account in, in Threads and uh, make a similar tweet-like post. So uh, basically it was like Twitter, right? So not going deeper into that. But uh, what makes this app special is that it tries to uh, create an environment for users that is uh, the, the people felt that was relevant with Twitter. So. Um, if Twitter at the very beginning was a very simple app, right? So you could make uh, it was very character limited. You have it was account? one hundred six no, one hundred sixty characters limit for Twitter. Mm -hmm. uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember the previous uh, limits. Uh, so you could create basic tweets. People could comment, and that was basically all the functionality of the Twitter that had. So Mark Zuckerberg wants to recreate that and making threads a very simple app, adding new stuff. After you know users are coming in and then there's a bigger audience and just to add on that, um, Mark Zuckerberg said that he won't monetize threads because you know it's Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> so we know that there will be ads at some point, right? Mm -hmm. We know what happened to Facebook. We know what happened to Instagram. We know what happened to WhatsApp. So uh, he said that if uh, th there will be no ads in threads until they will surpass, surpass 1 billion users. Wow, that's a lot. In July this year, they had 100 million users. So they made 10% of the goal. And uh, guess what? After not well, not even lasting a month, uh, Fred lost half of his users. Ah, okay. Okay, so, um, so it's, uh, uh, I think it's an important thing about new apps that are coming and trying to recreate or trying to reinvent what we are doing in the mobile app industry. Fred is a great example because Twitter, as we know, is kind of a bad shape right now uh, with for me, Twitter, it's more about reading the news and about politics stuff. 
Yeah, so stress is the same. Um, yeah. And, and you know what's the worst part about stress? I have to make a sip before I say it. When you create an account, mm -hmm. you uh, use the same credentials for your Instagram and Facebook account, right? Because it's uh, like the whole, you know, family, family yoga yeah. apps. But if you want to delete a friend's app, you have to delete your Instagram app. Dicks, right? Oh, shit. That's a tricky one. Okay, so uh, I really appreciate the mom you know, feeling about the uh, advertising stuff that the um, app will not have any ads and will surpass you in one billion years. That's really a charming fact, Mark, if you're listening to this. Uh, but uh, giving all the other things that are concerned about, again, user privacy and stuff like that, that really sucks. I mean, uh, the main objective of threats coming up and popping up the mobile app industry is that they want to take over the Twitter accounts. So people at Twitter are pissed off. They want to find an alternative. And wow, we have Threads, which is a simple app and comes to the roots of what we were doing. And no, it's all about you know business and stuff like that. So I appreciate that we have alternatives, but nope. <laughs> give you a D. What's your opinion? D between E. Oh, you're going deeper, so you're going after Mark, right? <laughs> no, it's just it's not That's needed. Alexandra Keller living at street. <laughs> no, it's just like I don't see any reason to do it. It's just like man ego. Yeah. Let's say. Let's do it. D between E. Another border. Yeah, well, that's oh, border. sorry. <laughs> I almost put lower. <laughs> <laughs> okay, free to go. Okay. Oh, so. Influencer promoting mobile apps. Hmm. Okay. Um, I would say it's still trend and good influencer is still needed, but good influencer because so many of them is coming out of the box out of the blue like mm -hmm. you know it's they are like for me people that i'm following should be showing some something more like to give you idea how to life how to i don't know spend your money like giving good advice yeah and i have things that nowadays influencers are just about how they look and their real life is fake i don't know if I, you... what about you you see it's all driven by influencers yeah it's true but it's in ugc you can feel that you are part of the company and in this point of i understand it's just like you are not watching the perfect video spot okay. or on perfect models yeah. I'm always thinking that you just see it's more like you're sending to your best friend video of the product app that you like it and you are trying to make your friend to download it and say, oh, look, it's working well. But 
Okay, so what I understand is like uh, you're uh, bothered by the commercial part of uh, influencers going after mobile apps, right? So uh, it's not UGC is all about uh, being honest. Yeah, like for example, you have crypto app, and for some men, pretty girl can make you influence to download it because yeah. you just see like pretty girl yeah. she completely doesn't understand anything about financial mm -hmm. but she's just attractive mm -hmm. and men are downloading yes and for some kind of users that more understand about the crypto and about the financial the man who is for example having like youtube channel and saying about how you can invest yeah. the money for me he's more valuable okay to put him to my ad campaign because like for example from pretty girl i can get a lot of installs i can get a lot of interest but they are just unloading because she's looking nice yeah and that's yeah. not the point okay so um what we are trying to get here is influencers in a perfect world, they should be working for a company mm -hmm. that is uh, promoting their app, which is not happening anytime. No, worse is not So perfect. every time you everyone hire an influencer, everyone, if, if you see an influencer on uh, TikTok ads or whatever, um, they're not hired by the company that's promoting that they're hired just to make a commercial for uh the particular campaign so but on the other hand ugc is like driving fucking nope. results right so is there's like um this is gonna be very serious <laughs> so uh is there like a balance between uh what we are saying as an honest person about the product behind all the money that goes for the you know making the commercial spot yeah and sometimes they are just going on pages that you have a lot of people yeah and they can make you video and that's all no it's it's really it's tricky, tricky. it's tricky point and so many behind my mind uh I, don't know. I have a special place for influencers, which we uh, next to the ad. <laughs> Did you, you hear about? about Natalia Janoszek? No. Nowadays, she lied for many years about her career in she's Bollywood and right? Hollywood. Okay. She had one point eight millionaires followers okay. her, and eighty percent of it is fake sound. <laughs> <laughs> and she never played in a real movie in Bollywood. No and, way! But yeah. she posted pictures about... Yeah, uh, and she was like going to, you know, like this uh, interviews in morning shows. Fuck. Nope. And everyone believing her from so many years. Like, she said that she's model and she's like smaller than me. <laughs> it's it's, yeah, it's a... like, I don't know how many is in American white but like yeah. yeah she was like 1.58 centimeters okay. so it's like meters. seven seven <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Not> centimeters. 
uh, I, well, if you are speaking about like uh, yeah. squishy little and girls, and for me, it's so horrible. She was influencer. She was in so many <laughs> cases, and she, she was like totally fake. Okay, so this is exactly the same situation what happened with uh, the Ray. No, the mm -hmm. yep. She said that she came from a poor family until suddenly uh, from out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, here that uh, her father is screwed. She's screwed. So, yeah. C or D or E or F. I would I'm say not talking about anything about, you know. Uh, I think it means the border between E and F. Oh, yeah. Because they are still influencers, they are good. Yes. We cannot forget about them. Alright. Two to go. Oh, two more. Oh. CPI. Okay, so we have CPI, uh, the metric that is widely used in our common space of user acquisition, right? Yeah, mostly used in Poland. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The second card is very related to CPI. Really? <laughs> yes. Okay. Wait. Uh, so, uh, CPI, cost per install. Install. This metric install. is wrong from the very beginning. It's yes. not the install. It's up open. Mm -hmm. It's up, up open. So, uh, okay. So it's, better. We... it's better to pay for up open than just for yeah, install. For install yeah. We are living in... And it's Poland. better to have the campaign for the event, not for the just installation. Yes. Uh, okay, so we uh, bitched about CPIs, how bad the bidding model is, but sometimes, of course, we can find some occasions and moments when we can use a CPI as a good bidding thing. Do you know when we can use that? CPI campaigns. It's for example when you are starting and you want to grow your app and get a lot of users because from a lot of users you can have a data and more understand what kind of user you are bringing and after that you can think to optimize your campaign because we can also run campaign with installation and after choose the events that you want to that your user will uh, so I can ah, <laughs> I lost I lost myself. Uh, two things. Uh, you can start your uh, campaign with the installation to get a, a lot of users. Think how these users uh, can bring you value and understand more about them. And also it can help you to grow in your ASO. Yeah. Okay. So considering that CPI is either bad or either good, where would you put the piece of paper on our board. I think I will put it on C. <laughs> Near the atrot? Yes. CPI is always uh, uh, somehow uh, yeah. connected to atrot. So, yeah. That's true. Let's do it. Uh, okay. Uh, we got a last. Last one. Paper. Okay. So. What is it? It's. It's my favorite rod. <laughs> 
Okay. I'm always so happy to talk about Ross. It's, okay. It's kind you're of you're huge. happy to talk about Ross, right? Yeah, because right now uh, we are in time that we calculate all the money and we have to think twice before we spend the budget. So Ross campaign is the best solution for the app owners, marketers who already have like some knowledge about the users, about the campaigns that they are running and they are ready to finally put Ross so they can get return on ad spend. Oh, but um, it's Spaghetti Villaggio here. Here we go again. Hello, Alexandra. Here we I go again. Sec- second time. It's the second time here? Ah, so many times. You are wonderful people and I love you. So I like to come here very often. Okay, Alexandra, based on what you talked, I want to know a little bit more about the ROAS. I have, you know, my spaghetti up. Yeah, and people can uh, order food. Oh, you remember? Yeah, oh, of course. I love you, are, you. Mwah, mwah, you are my favorite client. So. Oh, yes, yes. And my favorite agency. Okay, so uh, do you think that I uh, should uh, concentrate more on the ROAS campaigns? It's, uh, is it for me or is it for Miguel, my friend, or what, what should I do? Should I change to ROAS? I think, first of all, you have to understand um, your customer journey. And my customer what journey is how long your user is doing some events and how they long they quickly time. buying the spaghetti they love my spaghetti so they just open the app and, and downloading and buying okay buy not downloading pizza no it's not happening you morons okay so in the in that case I would definitely recommend you to set Ross campaign with uh, seven days conversion window for purchase. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so, so uh, uh, imagine this. It... You have to say in Italian. <laughs> yes, I remember that. Remember. Uh, okay, so uh, I have an obligation to the Italian mafia and they have invested money into my app and they expect returns. So I want to know if this will actually, um, I, I will live. I will continue to live with the money to pay them. Yeah, actually, yes, in your case, it's a perfect situation to start the ROAS campaign because you have already some campaigns going on. You have like the app that you are selling so you can get return. And what is uh, what is the point? It's just like first, when you are starting the ROAS campaign, it's better to put the target ROAS a little bit lower, like for example, you, your dream is to have 120%. So at the beginning, it's better to start with a little bit lower. So when you see that in one month, okay, I'm getting enough um, enough ROAS, enough return, you can add a little bit more of the percentage. You said uh, 120 percent. Okay, so I calculated that I need to pay the, my Italian friends uh, enough money that I will have 2,000% uh, ROAS. Is this uh, possible? Uh, right away, no. <laughs> so I'm going to die. Uh, They're going to kill me. No, the, you just have to... going like, to kill my family. You just have to spend time talking. I don't have time. They, they're very impatient, you know. They're standing just outside the door and waiting to get <laughs> the money. So, uh, so I, I have to wait, right? Yeah, you okay, to, I will tell them to, to wait. I hope they, they won't be. Rod. They won't be. I will. They. I will. Uh, you know. Uh, tell them that you know about the ROAS, and I will 
give your phone number so you will explain them how it works. Exactly. And uh, in other case, if I don't get the 2,000% ROAS, uh, I can blame you for that and uh, we just both die, right? Yeah, or we okay, can blame good, your Okay, good, good, good. Thank <laughs> you very much. Ciao! Oh, he just left. He just left. I he ran he away uh, from the back door because I think the yeah the mafia is standing in the front door. So yeah. So okay. Uh, so we got the ROAS. It's I think it's a uh, it's a really important metric for spaghetti. And for many others. Uh, for many others. Uh, so we all love ROAS campaigns. We still have a little bit more time to put the ROAS on our tier list. So where would you put it? With Miss Alexandra. With with full of my heart and loved Ross. With I Ross. Will, with Ross. With Ross. Uh, I will put definitely two star. Yes. S tier goes for Ross, ladies and gentlemen, and that completes our tier list for today. All right. Uh, as we, yeah, we've got a really nice board here. Mm, and as we promised, we will share the picture of it, how it looks like. So you don't have to imagine in your dirty minds how, how we did it today. And thank you very much for listening and catch you in the next one. Thank you. Ciao, ciao.